Hello, and welcome to the Everything Considered podcast with April. That's me. Today I am joined by Sammy Finley. Sammy Finley is an accomplished artist. Artists have this way of making the ordinary extraordinary, or perhaps finding the extraordinary in the ordinary. Today, I want to get to know Sammy and I want to find out what is it that inspires her and how her mind works. How is it she's able to create the things she creates? I think you're going to find this a very interesting conversation and I thank you so much for joining us. Well, hello. Look who I have here. (laughs) Hi, Sammy. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing really well. I'm very excited to have you here. Um, I've been just really in awe by your work. I've been watching you for a while and and looking at your Instagram page and some of the things you create. And I'm very impressed. And so I'm really happy and and grateful that you agreed to come on today. And I just want to start out, um, Sammy um, has an Instagram page. So if you're interested in her art, please visit uh, that page and you can see some of the great things that she does. Real quick, um, let's get into your background, Sammy. How did, uh, what what was it about, um, was this an early, did you realize very early on that you were uh, talented artistically? I would, I mean, as far as talent, I think it took a long time for me to actually acknowledge that I was talented, but I've always been a doodler. Like I can remember being little and drawing on everything, myself, the walls, you name it, <laughs> I was doodling, so Yes, from a very early age, I knew that I loved everything about it, just the way it made me feel and everything. So, yeah. Do you feel like you kind of go into the zone and you get lost in it when you're doing it? Definitely, yes. Um, And that's the best part of it, I think, is uh, finally to, you know, growing into myself more and accepting that those times and just letting myself zone out. That's one of the best things. So, yeah. I'm just curious, what would you say to young artists, to young people that are um, just starting out or, you know, uh, what would you, what would you say to encourage them to continue to, to pursue it? I would say something that was told to me by somebody that very much had a huge hand in shaping this for me um, is just keep doing it. The things Mm -hmm. that you struggle with, do that, do more of that, you know, and, and don't let anybody's feelings or thoughts about it discourage you like the typical comment of oh you know that's that's not a real profession or that's not a real job or whatever just if you're passionate about it and it brings you joy do it do more of it and just keep doing it so follow your passion yes yes. absolutely that's great that is really who's your who are your influences when you think of artists that you admired growing up uh what comes to mind for you one of my first ones and the person that I kind of just mentioned was a lady named Wendy, um, who she passed a few years ago now, but, um, she, she saw something in me and she kind of took me under her wing and encouraged it. And, you know, she had like now being an adult and seeing the fact of how expensive art supplies are, Mm. um, she went out on a limb and let this little kid who, you know, I mean, was I she was actually my babysitter and we became more like family but you know she took the chance to let me use her stuff and she saw something and she encouraged it and for me she was the first one because like I loved watching her imagination play out and whether it was something that she made out of clay or something that she drew and the fact that she took little everyday things 
and turned it into something. So yeah, That's that was the, definitely a first one. She was do. the first one. What other, can you think of anybody else that kind of inspires um, you? Yeah, I, I love all sorts of art. Um, mm -hmm. One of my favorites right now is named Glenn Arthur and his work is I just, I love it. it. It's always spoken to me. Um, he also is a huge Disney fan. I'm a Disney mm -hmm. fan. So sometimes you'll see that in some of his stuff. So I just, I like people that have their own style to where you see something and you're like, oh, hey, that looks like so-and-so, you know? So, right. yeah, which is still something I'm kind of figuring out for myself. So, well, I was quite impressed. I'm a huge Bowie fan. So, so scrolling through your work, I'm like, Ooh, she gets him. Um, so that was very impressive to me. And Beetlejuice was pretty cool too. Cause that's, you know, my, I think we're kind of of a similar generation. So with those yeah. things were definitely, um, you know, inspiring to us and, 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 uh, impressed us. So yeah, I really liked that. Would you call your art like contemporary or pop or maybe a little bit of both? Um, I would say probably a little bit pop. Um, I kind of, I, I think I fall a little bit into like the surrealism. And now just a little side note, I actually don't have any formal training at all. No art school, no nothing. And I actually flunked art in high school. So there's that. But <laughs> um, I so I don't know a ton about a lot of things. But from what I've seen, I feel like I fall into because I love realism, but I also like putting kind of my spin on it. Mm -hmm. um, and changing it up a little. So I guess surrealism would be what I would say. So, well, yeah. I have a great respect for autodidacts, which are people that are self-taught. And I, th I think before formal education, everybody was, that's, you know, some of the greatest inventors in history um, and uh, writers and artists in history did not have uh, really much of a formal education. It kind of came from the soul. It was a spiritual thing. You know, and I think that you yeah. understand that, like that is definitely, yeah. I, I see that in your work and I, and I'm just, um, it, it's even more impressive that you're self-taught and part of the thing about, um, you know, to standing, standing out or being different, um, is not going to follow They're not going to follow a traditional route. So, um, that's what's, I find really unique about your work. It's kind of like a piece of you. And I feel like when I look at art, that's what I want to see. I want to see, um, you know, a piece of the artist. I want to understand yeah. them better. And uh, I find, I definitely find that when I see your work. Thank you. And something that I really, that's, that's a big thing right now for me is that for a long time, it was kind of, especially when I first started doing art again, because I took a big pause with my four kids, you know, I just didn't do much of anything, just a little stuff here and there. Right. And once they got to the point where they're all self-sufficient and I kind of had prodding from a few friends like to do it, I kind of started doing it again. And for me, the way that I got back into it was not creating necessarily what I wanted. I mean, some, yes, because I love lots of things, like I mentioned Disney. So, you know, I had certain influences that I would create from that I felt would sell, like that right. people would be interested in. And so that was a big thing. And so for a long time, I focused so much on that, that I kept my own stuff stuffed down and mm -hmm. didn't do it. I was afraid of it. Mm -hmm. And so recently with growing more and becoming more myself, 
I have been really trying to dive into that. And I feel like there have been definitely a lot of roadblocks along the way. Um, but this is the first time I can say that I actually am doing it. You know, I've, I had done a couple pieces here and there, you know, that had come to me in dreams or whatever way the, the, these things came to me, but, right. um, I'm finally getting over the fear of it and just doing it because even if nobody likes it, I really don't care. I know I need to paint it. So I'm going to paint it. So. Yeah. It's a, I think Carly Ann had a, a, a quote about an artist or a writer anyone that creates how it's almost like it controls you. You don't really control it. And, um, you know, it tells you what it's going to do and the most beautiful things just come forth. I mean, it's just really something outer, outer worldly. And, uh, I admire it greatly. Uh, you know, I'm just a doodler myself, <laughs> but I'm a big art fan. So, um, definitely impressed with your work. How would you say your, what, what is your process like? I mean, you know, how does your brain work, your mind work when you, when these downloads come? Um, for me, sometimes I'll get things in dreams. Like I mentioned, um, sometimes all of a sudden, like nature is a big thing for me, um, being in nature, seeing things the colors the shapes all of it like I'll see something and I'm like oh my gosh that would look great as this or you know whatever and so my creative brain just lights up and so that's usually the beginning point for me and then I will usually sketch something out and sometimes I've actually had where like I'll get a little nugget of oh it should be this and then I kind of tuck it away sketch it down in my little book and then I'll go back later and be like oh hey yeah or I'll have a little like another piece pop up almost mm -hmm. kind of like a puzzle. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, those go together. And then it just makes sense. And I'm like, that's what that's supposed to be. So sometimes they come in bits and pieces. Sometimes it's all at once. Um, but yeah. And so once I get that general idea, then I'll start sketching it out, plotting how I want to do it. And sometimes the funny thing is like quite a few times this happens to me where I'll start painting something and then it just something doesn't feel quite right. And so I take a step back and I'm like, okay, what's going on? And now that I'm like learning to actually listen and like let go of the controlling detail oriented mm. person that I am, I will usually much easier see what I need to do. Um, but, and I just roll with it. Even if it means standing the whole thing down and starting over, um, I just go with it. And I say standing because most of what I prefer to paint on is wood, like wooden panels. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's what I was going to ask you the different mediums I've seen you do wood. And mm -hmm. I saw you do shoes. I've seen you do also <laughs> talk about the different mediums that you've used or that you prefer. Um, to use. The main medium I work with is acrylic paint. Um, okay. I do love doing pencil portraits. Um, but they're a lot more intricate. And with some of the trouble I have with my hands, sometimes it's just not as easy. So mm -hmm. I mainly have been working with acrylics. Um, eventually, I'd love to delve into oils. Um, I've been a little bit nervous on that front, but, you know, I'm sure it will happen. Um, but for me, I don't know what it is about painting on wood. I think there's two sides of it. One, I like the way that it feels. For me, it's just mm -hmm. the most comfortable. And two like I mentioned how much I love nature I feel like there's just something soulful almost about painting on wood and I, I really love it so that's yeah. really neat what and you've done drums as well yes I forgot about that yeah thank you yeah. Um, 
Yeah, after I did the drum birthing with Kim at House of Light, um, I painted on my drum. And it's funny because at the time, nothing had really come to me as far as what I wanted to put on it. And I figured, you know, when the time was right, mm -hmm. I would it would reveal itself to me. Right. And, and sure enough, we, it came through loud and clear. And so I have an owl painted on my drum. And, mm. and yeah, I, I love it. It was a tricky one to paint on for me as far as like, how quickly it soaked up the paint but oh yeah it was worth it it was it, i'm happy with how it turned out and you've got some things at the house of light i think and mm -hmm. yeah. yeah 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 so that's some, one place that some of your work can be found and then on instagram as well yeah yeah i've seen some of your stickers those are really neat too <laughs> my daughter uh, my youngest daughter is an artist and she um really admires your work and, I uh, love her stuff. I've seen, especially the stuff she's done with the pottery. I don't know if that's the right term, but pottery. Yes. Or, yes. I yeah. love the stuff that she's done. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, we need to get you two together to talk. So <laughs> this might be the only podcast I ever do that she actually listens to, <laughs> So, <laughs> which is fine. That's fine. <laughs> But that's the thing, right? I mean, you were mentioning about like different stages and you were, you're a mom and you had four children and you're, and you pretty much like do things for the children. Uh, but all the while, there's this thing inside you that wants to come out. And I think that's the story for a lot of us who have had children. Uh, women seem to have seasons in their lives. You know, we have, yeah. we have periods that are about us and then it's not about us. And then we get, it gets to be about us again. Uh, there's nothing wrong with any of it. Um, yeah. But, you know, you said so a lot. Would you say that a lot of the early stuff that you were doing was more for them? Just, you know, like. Um... Um, I mean, some of it was I, I spent a good chunk of time where I really didn't create much of anything at all, mm. because between the fact that I had them all very close in age and I was still young myself, um, I just I didn't. I didn't have the mental space or energy to create. Um, and then eventually I started doing stuff for them. I would do like doodle little cartoon characters and things like that. But um, for me, the only real for myself that I used to do back then is I've always been a huge fan of dance. Like mm. for as long as I can remember, I've loved dance. Never very good at it. Tried it. Not very good at it. But I've loved it. And so I used to watch a show on TV. So you think you can dance. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I would draw some of the, like the ones that just lit me up, like the give you goosebumps, the stuff that just, you know, makes you feel good to watch or whatever lit up my creative brain, if you would. And so I would draw those people. And so I started doing that um, and actually my husband would take me to see the live show that they did. And so with a lot of them, I actually got to give them the portraits that I had drawn of them. And wow. it was really cool because like watching some of these people and what they've gone on to do with their lives and everything, it's just really neat to have that. And mm -hmm. that was about all I did for probably a good six or seven years. I would do like one portrait a year and that was it, but you know, it was Your something. So portraits are pretty good. I noticed there is an actor, uh, Peter, I think I saw him on your Instagram. There was, there was somebody that you did a portrait for that was quite excellent. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I can't remember exactly, but you're very, so do you do portraits anymore? 
Um, I haven't for a while. Um, the last portrait I did would have been as far as like people in it would have been the painting from the movie Labyrinth that you mentioned with Bowie. Um, mainly because for me, um, it, like I would, it's much more controlled with my hand. Whereas when I paint animals, I could be a little bit more free with it. And so Mm. um, right now, just kind of with the struggle that I've been having with my joints and whatnot, um, I, uh, I've been steering more towards the stuff that is a little bit less painful. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) I do. I do love doing portraits, especially eyes for me. It's always been a big thing. I love the expressiveness of people's eyes and being able Mm. to capture that. So that's really neat. And animals, that's a big focus for you right now. You have something. Can we see it real quick? Now on Spotify, you're not gonna be able to see this, but it's beautiful. I'll let Sammy describe it. It's, it's a bear. So, yeah, it, it um, I call it spirit bear. Um, mm. And if you notice that I left the wood grain exposed in this one, um, mm. I used kind of a stain on it. Um, and that's the first one that I did that with where I didn't just completely cover up the wood all the way. But um, yeah, bears have always resonated with me. I mean, if you look at my Instagram name, it's Sammy Bear Art. And the whole thing, it's kind of funny, but... Um, my husband and I have been together since I was 15 and I've always loved bears. I used to collect teddy bears when I was little and mm-hmm. I've always just loved the animal. Well, when we were first together, one time he randomly called me, like he said, Hey bear. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So it just, it, yeah, it's Stuck. just, been they've always, yeah. And so I, when I wanted to, when I knew I wanted to paint him, I kind of sensed it as like a spirit guide you know, with the bear. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I was like, I want to be able to translate that in my own way mm-hmm. and kind of put a twist on it. So I used my favorite colors and just went with it. So, and I'm happy with how it turned out. It's beautiful. And you really do use some very deep purples and uh, just very vibrant, vibrant colors. I, I really enjoy that. I think that's very brave. I think that's a courageous thing to take, to do in art. I don't see a lot of artists that are willing to do that. And, and I like that about your art. I think it's, I see a lot of courage, a lot of bravery in what you paint. And I like that very much. That's really neat. So um, Bowie, Labyrinth, Beetlejuice was, was, was pretty cool too. I thought that was pretty <laughs> neat. Um, very, your, your, a lot of your work, I've, it feels very ethereal, very haunting to me. Um, I like I like that. Uh, uh, Tim Burton definitely comes through. <laughs> I see a lot of that as an influence. Would you say that that's a big oh, influence? Definitely. Yeah. Tim Burton is a huge I, I've always been a huge fan of his work and that love with Tim Burton started way back with Wendy, the one that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I can remember, you know, just always being so into his stuff. I love the fact that even though it is a little on the darker side, it's not like, you know, spooky, scary, only, you know, I don't know. I guess I feel like for a long time, I worried so much about liking these things that people would think I was, you know, whatever, but right. I finally come to grips with it. It's okay to like these things. It's, it's not it bad. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, there's a, you know, that's that part of that conditioning that life puts on us that we're supposed to think and do and act and be how society says we should be and that's sad because it crushes creativity I think and uh, we need to be free to be who we are and I find that I find Tim Burton's art to be very thought-provoking 
I think that's the yeah. thing that I like best about it because it makes you yeah. question. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, growing up, you know, what I, you know, I, I think we're about or close to the same age. I don't know. Uh, but I remember uh, watching how unrealistic a lot of the cartoons were and yeah. how, and it just did, you know, it just didn't mesh with the reality I was living around me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So his work is definitely haunting. It makes you question, it makes you think. And I see the, I see that same thing in your art, which I appreciate very much. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like even more as I get these things out that I have in my head that, that I'm going to be painting here and I've kind of started the prep work on the canvases and stuff. So there'll be the next things that are coming out here soon, but, you know, just being able to let myself go there. Whereas in the past, I was just too worried about so many things that I just didn't allow myself to paint them. And to be honest, like I've painted some of those things, like um, a friend of mine actually owns one of the paintings I'm talking about that was probably one of my first dream paintings that I got. Um, And so the image had come to me in a dream of the trees that I love before I even moved out to this side of the U.S. is the live oak trees. They Mm. just, oh my goodness, those things. I could sit there and just stare at them forever. I love them. And all the twists and turns and the little knobby Mm. pieces, I just love them. And so I had a dream about one, but then I saw like a skeleton in it, like almost merged with it. So at the bottom, you could see the tree, but then as it went up, you saw the skeleton and he was like pointing his hand. Mm. And so I painted it and that was the first time I painted something like that. And I look at it now and it's funny because I feel like there's things now that I've been painting more and I've changed the way that I lay out my paintings. I feel like there's things that I wish I could change with it, but I'm thankful that I went there and I painted it, even Mm -hmm. though I got some quite or like, you know, remarks of, well, that's kind of dark and like, I'm like, but yeah. So. I think that's really, that's really neat. I love, I love trees too. I try to paint them as well. And, (laughs) um, but I do see a parallel between trees and people. I feel like there is a deep connection between trees and people and there's there's writings about that you know it's a very deep psychological thing that's really cool to explore but I think art that makes you question is is incredible I uh years ago not years ago I guess it's not it hasn't been that long I was at the Prado in Madrid and Mm. one thing that my husband and I noticed about the paintings is of different eras is that they were communicating what was going on in the culture and the society mm-hmm. at the time. And for a lot of people, that was their news. You know, yeah. that was yeah. their news. And um, it, it was, some of it was funny. Some of it was dark. Some of it was um, very thought provoking. Yeah. And, and I feel like artists are communicators and they really uh, bring out truth. And, and I think that's probably one of the things that I appreciate about art the most. Yeah, I agree. I, I love being able to just sit there and stare at one for a while and just, you know, look at what their intent was or what they're trying to convey and just seeing the depth of it, you know, all the different layers and meanings to it. So, and, and the thing is too, is that it means something completely different to anyone who sees it, you know, so that's right. I love, that. I love the freedom of that. Yeah, that's, I, that's really neat. And I just, you know, I encourage you to just keep on 
doing what you're doing and, and take it to wherever it needs to go. Because, you know, I look at it as a very spiritual thing. Um, I really do. And uh, we need we need to to see shadow to understand light. And they work together. Yeah. So I 100% agree with you and being able to not, I, I feel like definitely for a long time, I, I kept a lot of things suppressed rather than seeing both sides of myself and allowing them both to coexist, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just like, no, oh, no, that's, that's not okay. That's not allowed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I feel like we're moving into a time that um, individuation is going to be much more uh, of how people live. And I think we're heading into another renaissance, really. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it will be a lot of artists that herald the way. So that's that's kind of how I look at it. But so as mediums, pretty much, wood is your favorite, you'd say? Definitely. I'd say my second favorite is painting on shoes. I love it. I don't, um, I've never really painted anything super large scale. The biggest thing I've ever painted was the skeleton one that I mentioned in the tree. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I tend to like to paint on a smaller scale, I feel more comfortable with it. So um, for me, the shoes are perfect because I like the material itself is easy to work with and it's small. So right. it fits right in with what I like to do. So, yeah. Do you do you do them for people or? Um, I, I've them? done a few for people. Um, I've not, um, for a little while I had commissions opened up and I mainly did like pet and people portraits. Um, and it got a little bit overwhelming for a little while. And that's why I kind of, put a pause on it and took a break, but I'm actually just getting started back up taking on orders if you would again. I'm going to be doing a pair of shoes for somebody here soon, so I'm looking forward to that, but uh, yeah, I um, for me though, painting shoes for myself, I love it because I've always been the type of person, like if I can have something completely one of a kind and unique that nobody else is going to have, I love it, so to be able to wear my own art and wear my shoes, I love it. <laughs> That's really cool. So plans for the future. Um, so what do you, what do you see in the future as far as um, next projects or anything coming up? Well, um, I have three paintings that had come to me. It's kind of like what I had talked about and um, they all kind of came at different points, bits and pieces of them. Um, my dad passed away. And so some of that, there was a lot of unhealed things there, but there, so there are a lot of things that came together and I've never really done like a series or anything. Um, so this will be kind of the first step in that direction, I guess. I don't know if that's somewhere I'm going to stay or if it's just a one-time thing, but mm-hmm. it's three paintings that I'm going to be doing um, that all will kind of coincide with each other. So um, that I have all the panels, I've prepped them and I've started working on one of them. So, and they're kind of hard to explain, but Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely more into that surrealistic side of things and painting what's on my heart versus mm-hmm. you know what may be accepted. So, so they're going to tell a story. They're going to yes. tell. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. That is beautiful. Yeah, I think everybody t- has a story to tell, and the way we tell it is different. You know, that's really beautiful. So I always ask um, everyone. Uh, a question right before we okay. close or is there anything you want to add before I ask you this question um nope, I think we covered most everything okay all right if you could live at any time in history 
when would that be and why? Oh, goodness. That's tough. No hurry. Um, <laughs> honestly, at first, I think there's a part of me that would have said like the 50s, just because I love all of the things from that era. But I also think almost way back, like I would say the U.S. before it was the U.S., like Native American living mm. off of the land, creating just harmony, I guess, you know. Yeah, that's, I like the idea of being able to exist and not have the rat race, if you mm. would. Yeah, so. I like that, too. That's a very good answer. <laughs> that's a really good answer. And the why you pretty much answered to just live life in a more simple uh, way connected to the earth. I think a lot of us are feeling that lately. And uh, yes, yeah. that's a beautiful answer. Well, Sammy, it's been wonderful talking to you. And um, uh, for anybody that's interested in Sammy's art, you can find some of her works at the House of Light in Noonan, Georgia. Um, but I am going to link her Instagram at the bottom of this video. And so you can click there and go check her out. You will not be sorry. Uh, she is very, very good. And um, Sammy, just thank you so much for coming on today. And uh, it was an honor and a blessing to speak to you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It was good to talk with you. Good to talk with you too. All right.